We'd like to welcome you back to our current event and weekly Bible study for July 10th, 2011. We're going to be continuing, this is part 10 of our study on hidden Luciferians in Christian culture. This is an email I got from a listener named Karen, and she said, and this kind of relates to the study we're, we're going to be doing now, probably parts 10 and 11. Listen to your series on rock music and Christian rock music uh, that couldn't and couldn't agree more. In fact, we went through our music to get rid of the music that does not edify our Lord. On another note, wanted to share with you, in one of our small groups at church, our friend was telling us that when he was convicted to get rid of his secular music, he decided to burn them, which I think is the definite preferable choice. Back then, they were vinyl records, which I do remember as well. He had a Pink Floyd album and put it in the fire, and it did not melt. In fact, it did not even scorch it. Whoa. Now, at this point, no one can tell me that that junk does not carry a lot of baggage, so to speak. People had better wake up quick. This stuff is poison. And the way I look at it, it's garbage in, garbage out. Now, this is my response, because that really got my attention when they mentioned Pink Floyd. I've probably mentioned this in the past, but I'll mention it again. My response, yes, I agree. See the attachments for some proactive things you can do regarding demonic entities that would try to keep your um, son from listening to stuff. She was having a problem with her son as well, listening to this stuff. And um, the attachment is what I just went over in the last study, the part nine, for uh, July 10, 2011. So, also when I was young... This is me talking. When I was young, my parents and myself were heavily involved in secular music. And I mean, my parents were mega involved, wrapped up in secular music. My whole childhood, from I can remember, I mean, it was all about rock, rock music, secular music. My dad had a stereo system that was in the twenty to $30,000 range, at least. Yes, you heard that right. Ultimately, he had a room that he created that was in excess of $100,000, just the room alone. It was a media room, and there was one of only three or four in the world like it at the time. That's ultimately where he ended up going. The speakers that I can remember him having growing up were uh, 350, 400 pounds apiece. Just the one speaker. He had several. They were about seven feet tall. Huge, huge speakers. Uh, my parents were as into secular music, rock music, as anyone I had ever seen. That was like one of my dad's main hobbies. He would go to like the real high-end stereo places. I can remember going in there with him as a kid, and he'd always be looking about upgrading this component or that component or whatever the newest technology was. I mean, he was into the high, high-end stuff. It wasn't like anything you could go buy at like J.C. Penney. Him talking, he spent mega bucks on this stuff. Uh, and, I mean, when he, when he played it, if he turned these things up, particularly the toward the end when he really started getting, I mean, those things would not only shake the walls, but they would shake houses far, far away from our house. I mean, big time. I've heard stories about, like, kids where we grew up in the development we grew up and and 
like, my dad would turn it up at night and, and like, little girls waking up thinking that there was a train going to come through their house. And, I mean, we're talking, they were, like, quite a few houses away from us. That's how much bass the thing put out. And I don't mean he was into, like, rap or anything like that. I'm just saying the bass that these stereos put out were that huge. Um, And that was with the house sealed up. That was not, like, with the windows open. So, I just wanted to... (laughs) Reiterate, I guess, that, that I have a lot of experience in this area. Um, now, my dad liked Siamese cats as well. Always had from when he was young. And we had, at the time, we had two Siamese cats, Brandy and Sasha. And Sasha was the boy, Brandy was the girl. Well, my dad had hundreds of CDs at the time. Now, he had, I mean, obviously, back in the day, he had the vinyl LPs, you know, the records that we were just talking about, that they tried to burn. But then, obviously, as music progressed, he up he upgraded to the CDs. He, I mean, I can't imagine how much money he spent on that over the years on music. <clears throat> but it was only when my dad played the Pink Floyd CDs that the, his cat, Sasha, would go nuts. I mean, my dad had every, I mean, he had all kind of music, okay? He was never into, like, hard rock or anything like that. But when he played Pink Floyd, Sasha would go nuts. He'd run around the house. I can remember this. I mean, it wasn't like he did it one time. He would do it consistently. He'd run around the house, and you know how cats get when they're right, before they're getting ready to fight another cat, and they're, they, they're, they, they're, their hair stands on end, and their tail puffs out. It's really hilarious looking. It's, it's like... The instinct God put in them to make them look real big and mean, you know, ooh, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, make them appear bigger than they are. Well, that's how he would look. He would get all, I mean, he'd get all freaked out and he'd start running around the house, tearing up the house. Just, just running around the couch and, and, and looking around like he was seeing stuff. And we always thought it was hilarious and funny. But in the back of my mind, I always thought, man, what's really going on here? Even back then, I was thinking, man, there's something seriously Serious going on here. Because that cat's seeing something. He was. Cats a lot of times can actually see things that we can't see. Uh, from a spiritual standpoint, I'm convinced of that. Certain animals and things like that. That's why, you know, dogs and cats and, and a lot of times can see or sense things that we're not sensing. And um, only happen with Pink Floyd. Not to say that not a, his other music wasn't demonic. But... There was something extraordinarily demonic about Pink Floyd. I can remember as a kid, they used to have like this one place in Sarasota, Florida, that had this, um, I forget what they called it, but it was this thing you'd go into and you'd, you would sit down and the seats would recline and they would do like this laser light show on the ceiling and they would always play Pink Floyd. It was always to Pink Floyd. And everybody that would go there would either be typically really drunk or usually really high. You know, and you'd go in there and trip on the light show type of thing. That's what, and they always played Pink Floyd. You, you kind of, well, why did they, why was it Pink Floyd? Uh, telling you, man, Pink Floyd is some really demonic stuff. Anyway, I just wanted to kind of touch on that because um, she mentioned that and, and I've, I've had my, my experiences with Pink Floyd as well. Uh, first band we're going to talk about today and expose 
is Striper. Now, I can remember these guys from when I was in middle school. Uh, back in like the early 80s, I can remember them. And I wasn't a Christian, but I had some friends that were kind of halfway, their parents were. And this was the alternative. This was like, okay, you can't listen to Iron Maiden or Ozzy Osbourne or Led Zeppelin, but you can listen to Striper because they're Christian. So I never really listened to them because I, I could listen to that other stuff and I didn't have to listen to Striper, you know? But, uh, which I was really heavily into hard rock. I mean, that was, that was my thing. Ozzy, all those groups. I mean, I say it to my shame, but... Uh, I have a lot of experience in that era. And I can remember these guys. And I didn't think they were still around. But they are. And that's kind of part of the reason I'm, I'm going to do this expose on this. Striper is a bunch of satanic cross-dressing God-haters, essentially. Uh, and this is the person that forwarded me this article. They're talking. And, and she says, I'm fully convinced homosexuals as well. The UrbanDictionary.com defines Striper... As an ambiguous homosexual hair metal band who, while adorned in black and yellow striped leather, act as a marketing ploy for Christianity primarily through the 1980s. Now, I got a few pictures of good old Striper here, and if they. They look like women. You know, like that, that, that whole 80s rocker band woman look that uh, so many of the bands during the 80s they were all kind of makeup. And tease their hair. They look like women. And you know, I'm looking at this picture here. It's, it's, I can't even hardly keep a straight face. Uh, they totally look like homosexuals. I don't understand why, if they're trying to portray themselves as like the manly, macho, hard rock bands, why they would want to dress up like women. Never could quite understand that. Um, and then I give you another picture here of them. So anyway, I just showed Taylor a couple of pictures of these guys. I mean, they they are beyond beyond pathetic. I mean, they look no different than any one of those '80s hair bands. By hair band, I mean they've got the big hair going. They got the really big, long, long hair going. And the Bible says, "Doesn't nature therefore itself teacheth you that it is a shame for a man to have long hair?" Well. The Bible, regardless of what these guys say, they claim to be Christians, has had no bearing on anything that I think any of them have ever done, other than using Christianity as a marketing ploy to get rich. Okay? So, I'm just going to read you a little bit about them. Oh, they couldn't look any more gay. I'm sorry. (laughs) I mean, they really look bad. The 1980s were rocked and shocked by the Christian metal, metal glam rockers, Stripers. Striper pranced around wearing mascara, lip gloss, eyeshadow, earrings, and spandex, and women's hairstyles, deliberately mocking 1 Corinthians 6, 9, and 10, uh, regarding the effeminate shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Striper's popularity and perversion of Christian music garnered a CCM record-breaking two platinum and four gold records. So it wasn't like they were some fly-by-night, you know, fringe thing. They had two Platinum and four gold records. Robert Sweet of Striper makes a startling admission about uh, Christian rock in the mag- in the R.I.P. magazine. He says, "Now this is the guy from Striper." <clears throat> As a matter of fact, the band 
was one thing that was making us turn and walk the opposite direction from Christianity. If you're doing something you like doing and God says not to do it, then you're not going to pay any attention. End of quote. Then you're not going to pay attention. End of quote. Well, you know what? There's a lot of things in the Bible that um, might prick our conscience and that we maybe don't like in the flesh to hear or to implement in our life. It doesn't mean that you don't do it. It doesn't mean that you don't try to strive toward holiness. But he's saying, if you're doing something you like doing and God says not to do it, then you're not going to pay attention. Well, that's the world according to him. Obviously, that's exactly what he did and, and are doing unrepentantly for decades. And the references are all here of these quotes as well. So you can see when they said it and the page they said it on. Sweet new Striper and the Christian Rock was, quote, the opposite direction from Christianity. And God says not to do it. Um, Tim Gaines of Striper revealed to HM Magazine, quote, from the end of 1988 to February of this year, 1997, so we're talking about nine years, I was drunk every day. End of quote. Wow. So, for over three years, while Striper was performing in Christian, quote, Christian concerts, Tim Gaines was drunk every day. One of the... Uh, one of the group. The reason they say for three years is because I think Striper stopped performing like in the early 90s. So he just, he stayed drunk after they stopped performing. But when they were performing, he was drunk, you know, every day. Now, that was before they, they cranked back up again in early uh, 2000 or whatever. So, did I mention Striper was one of the most popular bands in Christian music history? In rock music history, they're saying. Now, here's a letter from a rebellious kid who defends Striper. <laughs> I read this. And I just, I, I edited a lot out because so much of it was vain ramblings. But I kind of wanted to read part of this so people would get a perspective on how people get off track and how people get warped in their thinking and how they start to justify things. Hey, listen, I, I, I'm qualified to talk about this subject because I was firmly entrenched in this subject. Not so much Christian. I was with the really dark stuff. I had Iron Maiden posters all over my walls in my rooms. I mean, the, the whole thing was rimmed. I mean, I went to see these bands in concert. Iron Maiden, uh, Twisted Sister, Bon Jovi, uh, Boy, Rat, that one group Rat, uh, probably several more than I, I can't even think of. So I kind of was been there, done it on this one as well. And, you know, this kid who writes this is, is, is <laughs> it, it's really pathetic. It really is pathetic. But it's entitled, the article's entitled Striper. And again, I, I don't say this just to key in on Striper. This would apply to... A lot of different ways we could justify different types of music in our life. This is his justification, though, for Striper. Uh, Striper, The Covering. Now, their newest album, they just released it in 2010, is called The Covering. And it's the and he says, this is the only album review you'll ever need. So this is the world according to this guy writing the article. 
Okay, his name's Paul. It says, the only band a kid with radical Christian parents could listen to in the 1980s was Striper. Um, Striper will always rock in my book. I was one of those kids with parents who went off the deep end religiously and essentially banned all music that wasn't, quote, Christian in the home. Noble to be sure, ridiculous in a practical manner. So it was noble, but it was ridiculous. Because it wasn't practical according to, you know, this, this Paul guy. So then he goes on to say, true story, I love Kiss. From the moment I heard them, and up until the same, and up until the time some random missionary preacher came around saying that Kiss was Kings and Satan's service, which is what it stands for, okay, and Desmond Child was really Demon Child. Now, I'm not real familiar with Desmond Child that much, but evidently it was short for Demon Child. Satan, Satan's own spawn was actually renamed Gene Simmons. Gene Simmons was the lead singer for Kiss. He's still around. He's still, he's got his own show. Gene Simmons like Family Jewels. The guy is a devil from the pit of hell. He knows the Bible. He studied religion extensively. And supposedly, you know, he'll clean anybody's clock who tries to debate him on on religion. I'll tell you what, Gene Simmons, when he plunges into hell, he's not going to be debating with those devils and demons that are tearing him apart. He's not going to be cocky like he is now. He's the one with the real long tongue for kiss. I mean, (laughs) unbelievable. Anyway, so this guy was in love with kiss and Desmond Child and Gene Simmons. My dad was cool enough to buy me all the Kiss albums and cards and posters and all the stuff that they sold. They had a big, you know, all this uh, memorabilia you could buy from Kiss. I had a friend of mine that was really into them. I, I never was really into Kiss, but I had a friend of mine that was into all their stuff. Anyway, the preacher was just trying to save the kids from the evils of rock and roll. Not long after the traveling preacher came through, all my kiss stuff was ripped off my walls and burned along with Alice Cooper, another devil, and Ted Nugent. Because that's what he told parents they needed to do with all this evil stuff. Okay? So, which was good advice. Really good advice this preacher was giving. Okay? But then he goes on to say, let me just read this again so I can say it in context. They ripped the kiss stuff off my walls. They burned Alice Cooper, Ted Nugent, because that's what he told my parents they needed to do with all this evil stuff. Which virtually assured my soul for the devil because I wanted to murder someone after that. Oh, so this poor little punk gets all of his satanic paraphernalia ripped off his wall. And now he's going to use that as a justification, which is assuring his soul for the devil, which I'm firmly convinced of after reading this. Because I wanted to murder someone after that. So in other words, I'm a little spoiled brat. Don't you dare take away my satanic uh, toys. Or I'm going to want to kill somebody. It's like a little baby throwing a temper tantrum. You know? Unbelievable. Needless to say, musically, my home sucked raw eggs after that. (laughs) Then, out of nowhere, came Striper. Oh. He goes, he says, I don't. Thank God for Striper. I was going insane with the garbage my parents were forcing me to listen to. And then he goes on to say all these terrible groups they were... Now, granted, a lot of them are, are ones I'm ex- I've already exposed. Michael W. Smith. Uh, Carmen. We're going to talk about Carmen today. 
Anyway, I was going insane with the garbage my parents were forcing me to listen to. And then he goes on to say, I'm a striper kid. An aggressive, head-banging, fist-in-the-air, rock-and-roll boy. Striper returned then. Rock and metal once again filled my speakers. I mean, this is so totally asinine. But it's a good glimpse into how people will justify things in their lives. So he goes on to say, and man, my parents were upset that the lyrics were clean. See, his parents knew deep down that this was still satanic, I believe. But they couldn't do anything about it because they were clean. The guys looked, all you'd have to do is take one look at their at the band itself to know they were most likely totally homosexual cross-dressers. But since the lyrics were clean and since they called themselves Christian, that's all that matters. Evidently. And then he goes on to say, oh, they just couldn't stand that Striper was preaching the same gospel they were. Well, I tell you what, if if Striper was preaching the same gospel his parents were, then his parents were in probably worse shape than, than he was. I mean, because that's no gospel that they're preaching. I would almost venture and guarantee to say no one has ever gotten saved through Striper. The only thing that's going to get saved... Um, it's impossible. You cannot use wickedness to lead somebody to God. You can't. You can't use this vile mechanism to lead people to holiness. You can't do it. You can't do it. It's impossible. So, doing the research for this review, because he really researched this. This guy that wrote this. <laughs> Doing the research for this review, I came across this video which tells about those times back then. And I didn't know Pastor Chuck uh, uh, Chuck Smith even existed back then. But when I found this video, it dawned on me why I felt so at home in Calvary Chapel Church. They even got it even then. They got it even then and they still get it. In other words, they got it. What's, what's really true and right? Striper. Christian rock. See, Calvary Chapel and Chuck Smith were hip to the beat. They were cool cats. They got it, you know? They knew what the kids really wanted and needed. Didn't matter if it, it was totally unbiblical. Now, I tried to click on that link. I couldn't watch it. But from what this guy said, evidently, Chuck Smith and Calvary Chapel were right along with this and promoted this garbage. Now, I've done, I've done some mini exposés on Calvary Chapel and Chuck Smith in some recent teachings. And I give you two links here. Chuck Smith Warnings, General Teachings and Activities, and the Calvary Chapel Movement. It's all documented. It's all documented. I've had some people come back to me and say, Yeah, well, you shouldn't be talking against them because you shouldn't speak evil against the brethren. The Bible says to mark them which cause division and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you have learned, and avoid them. For they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly, and by good words and fair speeches deceive the hearts of the simple. Romans 16, verse 17 and 18. It also says to reprove the unfruitful works of darkness, and to have no fellowship with them, and to make them manifest. We're supposed to shed light on this garbage when we see it. And because the church hasn't done its job, for the most part, is the reason why things are in such a state of 
pandemonium and a total state of leaven. There's so much sin in the church, I mean, you, you wouldn't even know where to start anymore. Well, there's a couple links for you to click on regarding that whole thing. Going further, he says, So how much more upset would my parents be now to know that Striper has gone where no other Christian band has gone um, before, to the roots of heavy metal? Oh, that's really a, definitely a biblical statement. In fact, I don't know, I don't, can't see one biblical thing this guy said. The only thing I see him is there is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. This whole thing is based on his warped, sick, twisted, perverted opinion. Now, I was no better when I was into that stuff. I'm not saying that I don't deserve death and hell right now. Okay, apart from the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm not saying this because I think I'm so much holier than him or better than him. I'm just saying, if it were me him or anyone else saying it, it's totally twisted, warped, and out of order biblically. So I'm not holding him to a higher accountability than I would hold myself. I've been in his shoes before, not with Christian rock, really. But it's just unbelievable, the justification. It seems right to him, but the other over the ways of death. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Jeremiah 17, 9. Well, his heart has totally deceived him. He that trusteth in his own heart is a fool. Proverbs 28, 26. He's trusting in his own heart. It feels right. I know how I feel when I listen to Striper or any of these other groups. It's your heart. It is deceitful above all things, it says. You do not trust your heart. I mean, if it contradicts the word of God, and obviously there's about a thousand things I could cite about Striper and about a lot of these other CCM groups that are totally unbiblical. And we're going to talk about a lot of this today. But it, it doesn't matter because it it's always a matter of how does it make me feel? Well, what's that? Well, because self is my God, then, then that's, that's all that matters is how it makes myself feel. Self-centered sin. I know how it makes me feel, therefore I feel good, therefore it is good. That's garbage. Satan has all kind of enticements out there to, to um, throw people out there, to get them to fall into traps and, and, and to be um, wrapped up in sin. He's got a million and one ways that he's deceiving people. This is just one so, he goes on to say, Striper's done it again. They've returned rock and metal to the masses. No, no, hold on, hold on. I'm, I got ahead of myself here. So, they've gone to the roots of heavy metal, and the songs that every Christian kid knew, every Christian kid grew up with, even if their parents didn't know it. So, the rumors are true. This is him talking. Striper has done what every single Christian kid who was raised in an overbearing Christian household always wished they would do. Stick it to our parents by covering great songs by a great artist we always loved but couldn't listen to openly. Now, what does that mean, that last statement? The name of this new album is called The Covering. Now, Striper would probably say, yes, like the covering of the Holy Spirit some garbage reply they would give. 
The word covering in this context is all the songs on this album, save one, which is supposedly the only Christian song, are from secular rock groups, hardcore, most of them, and I'm going to read you the songs and the names, that they have got the rights to re-record. So, that's called covering a song. They're re- um, reproducing the song, they're re-recording a song made by a secular rock group and calling it Christian. So this is how they're sticking it to these overbearing Christian parents because the Christian parents say, oh, it's Striper, you can buy it, son. And then the kid comes and he's, he's, he's got this real, you know, satanic little grin on his face and he comes and he's like, oh, my stupid parents, they don't even know that, that they're just reproducing all these secular um, rock songs, and now I can finally listen to stuff I really want to listen to. And Stripers made that made that opportunity available to me. That's what this whole last statement was about. It's like this big deception ploy. And he's so proud of them for doing this. Do you see how warped and twisted this guy's mind is? So, Stick it to our parents by covering great songs, meaning re-recording these songs, by a great artist we always loved but couldn't listen to openly. Striper has done it again. They have returned rock and metal to the masses, to the Christian masses, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming. And I'm, and I'm just going to lay it on the line. They've never sounded so good. Oh, man. I just... This is so pathetic. Then he goes on to say, that doesn't stop the idiot Christian police from questioning their belief system, though. See, I'm just an idiot Christian police, according to him. How dare! How dare I! What audacity I have to question Stripers' intentions, which obviously are pure, puritanical. Rebecca of Sunnybrook Farm. I know their intentions are pure. They just want to lead the masses to the Lord Jesus Christ, right? I mean, come on. Who do I think I am? I just need to lighten up, like I've said before. I really do. I I need to get off my high horse. He's right and I'm wrong, you know? He's refuted me every every step of the way, right? He's totally refuted me. Well, we're going to take a little more look and we'll see... You know, if I can maybe tip the, ba- the the scale, you know, in the other direction. If I haven't already done that, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if you're, if he's if he's won you over by now. I'm sorry, it, it wasn't my intention. You know. Anyway, uh, I, obviously it's all tongue in cheek, but I, I, it's hard for me not to be that way when I read this. So that doesn't stop the idiot Christian police from questioning their belief. But pressure is still pressure, and it's for this reason the guys say the guys in the band Striper, the cross dressing. Big hair, mascara, lip gloss wearing, homosexual striper band says that they felt compelled to add at least one original Christian tune to the record, thankfully. Oh, thank you, striper. Thank you. If I could just get on my knees and and, and thank you so much that you have... That one little Christian crumb that you've added to the record... Oh, 
you know, thank you so much for doing that. Because that makes all the difference. You know, the Bible, I, the Bible doesn't say a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. No, a little bit of sin won't, don't, no. All those, those secular terrible rock songs that you have on there that you're reproducing. There, that, that's all. As long as you have that little bit of, little bit of bro cream religion, a little dabble do ya, Christianity song at the very, very end, that's still hard rock, that, see, that sanctions the rest of the album. That's how a lot of Christian parents would view it. I hate to say it, but that's how they view it. As long as they call themselves Christian. And we looked at Michael W. Smith. I mean, hopefully you see now the guy's most likely just a closet Luciferian. I don't know what other conclusion you could come to. Calling yourself Christian means nothing. Actions speak louder than words. You shall know them by their fruit. Jesus Christ said. Well, all I have to do is take one look at Striper. And I could do a whole... Teaching just on the one picture, on how it's so out of order biblically. I mean, that by itself is all I would need to know. But discernment is so low in the modern day Laodicean church, for the most part, that we have to sit here and actually sometimes debate about this type of stuff. Do you think if Striper were to have made their big debut a hundred years ago? that the Christian church at large would have accepted them with open arms. Ah, oh, I, uh, I can obviously see they're Christian. I mean, they all look like women. And they all have long hair. And they're singing Satan's music. And they're dressed in skin-tight spandex. And they all look like homosexuals. What's not to like? What's not biblical about this picture? Anyway, um... So, pressure is still pressure, and for this reason, the guys say they felt compelled to add at least one original Christian tune to the record. Thankfully, it rocks just as hard as the rest of the record. So the one Christian song they have in there rocks just as hard as the rest of the record, though. So it's not so bad. In other words, the guy writing the article doesn't even want to hear Christian songs. He's like... I can live with it. It's not so bad. They've stopped, and he defends their Christianity. Yet he acts more like a Luciferian than Striper almost. I mean, he doesn't want anything to do with God. It's in, I mean, it's pretty bad. And then he goes on, and besides, Striper is a Christian band. Even if they're still trying to prove their salvation to others 30 years later. Well, if he says it, that's all I need to know. I mean, he, he's the authority. Who am I? Who am I to judge this Paul guy? I mean, he's, he's, he's something else. He needs to start his own church or something. You know? I mean, he says they're a Christian band. That's all I need to know, right? Uh, bottom line is, this is Paul again. Bottom line is, 2011 should be the year of Striper. Maybe he wants to change, like, the Christian calendar to the year of Striper, 2011. These guys have been around for 30 plus years. I mean, I thought that they were going to like come out in like wheelchairs and walkers or something. I mean, they were like grown men when I was in like middle school. I'm like 42 and I mean, how old are these guys? 
I mean, are they the spokesperson? I mean, I, I just, it's crazy. But anyway, um, I mean, old men in spandex, that's not really a good combination. No men in spandex is a good combination, but old men in spandex, and I don't know, I just, that's not good. Bottom line, 2011 should be the year of Striper. Releasing an album like this is the smartest thing I've seen a band do in a long, long time. Yeah, I'll, yeah. Have to agree with him on that. Then it says it keeps them fresh, relevant, respected among peers, and rocking the world another year. <laughs> so, that was his astute, biblically based assessment of Striper. And who could refute the guy? I mean, come on. I'm not I'm not up to the task, obviously. I'm, I'm, I'm just a Christian Nazi thought police guy. That's just me. A little fuddy-duddy from way back. Well, you know, the Bible says in Deuteronomy 11, verses 16 through 18, it says, Take heed to yourselves, that your heart be not deceived, and ye turn aside and serve other gods and worship them. Isn't that kind of what you're doing? Because obviously this guy had set them up as an idol. And you need to understand, and I'm sure you already know this, that there are powerful demonic entities behind these rock bands. And they don't call them like teen idols for nothing. They are literally like idols set up in, you know, their heart. The verse goes on to say, And then the Lord's wrath be kindled against you. And he shut up heaven, and there be no rain, and the land yield not her fruit, and lest ye perish quickly from off the good land, which the Lord giveth you. Therefore shall ye lay up these my words in your heart and your soul. And the other verses, I already said that one, Jeremiah 17, 9 and 10, uh, where the heart is deceitful above all things. And then Proverbs eighteen two, which really would apply to this infantile assessment and rant defending Striper. A fool hath no delight in understanding, but that his heart may discover itself. A fool hath no delight in understanding. This guy doesn't want truth. All that cares, all he cares about is how his heart feels. How it makes his little, depraved, wicked heart feel. That's all that matters to him, obviously. Because I don't didn't really see him quoting a whole lot of scripture to kind of back up what he was saying there. Did you, did you hear any scripture he was quoting? No. It was purely his opinion. Proverbs 18, 2, All the ways of a man are clean in his own eyes, but the Lord weigheth the spirits. All the ways of a man are clean in his own eyes. Well, I'm a pretty good guy. I'm not that bad. The Bible says, we are all together as an unclean thing, and all our righteousness are as filthy rags. Isaiah 64, 6. Apart from Jesus Christ, your best day, your best day is a filthy rag. You, I mean, if you think you're earning your way to heaven, and you're trying to get there by your own righteousness, uh-uh. it's a filthy rag in God's sight. You have to do it through the Lord Jesus Christ. Mark 7.13, making the word of God of none effect through your tradition, 
Well, in this case, this man's tradition was striper. He was a striper kid. Head-banging, fist-pumping, striper kid. That's his tradition. And through that tradition, he's made the word of God of none effect. He's invented his own religious system. The God of striper. 1 Corinthians 14.33 For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all the churches of the saints. God's not going to sanction this confusion. Jeremiah 17.5 This would be for anybody that, that idolizes um, and puts their faith and trust and hope in a man, or in this case a rock group. Thus saith the Lord, Cursed be the man that trusteth in man, and that maketh flesh his arm, and whose heart departeth from the Lord. You bring a curse on yourself when you trust in man, and make flesh your arm, and then your heart's going to depart from the Lord. I would say his heart departed from the Lord. I don't think he was ever ever saved, ever. I'm not to say that he was saved and get unsaved. I'm talking, he was never saved. It was very, very obvious he was never saved. He had has had no conviction in his whole life. Yet, he still tries to defend them as a Christian group, which is the most amazing part of the whole scenario. His justification. Now, I give you a picture of the album cover for Striper's newest release, The Covering. It's really nice. I'm looking at this picture of this long-haired, hippie freak, angel-looking figure with black wings, um, kind of like this Egyptian sun disc-looking, not a halo, but a because that's, that's evil. Halos? Those are called Egyptian sun discs. Those are not good. Okay? Kind of this sunburst thing out the back of his head. And it's this angel that has this one eye that is not even any pupil. And it's all like rotted on the right side of his face. And his left side's starting to get a little rotted. And he's wearing like this kind of this jacket. And the jacket says striper on it. That's the cover of the covering album. It's nice, real, really nice, real, real Christian. I mean, you, you couldn't. I mean, anybody would say, "Oh, that's Christian." Of course, who in the right mind would say it's not? So you can you can see the old album cover right there. It's it's nice and uh, horrific. You know these songs. Okay, so this is him talking again. This Paul guy. He says, you know these songs, so I'm not going to go through the track-by-track listing. You just need to know they've respected these songs, Striper has. Respected their original creators, and respected themselves by literally turning out one of the finest pieces of recorded heavy metal and rock music in years. And again, this is the world according to this Paul guy. You just need to buy this album, period. Where do I sign up? I mean, uh... If Paul says to do it, I'm going to do it. I mean, this guy obviously knows what he's talking about. So they said they've respected the songs. And in other words, I read what he meant by that. These are songs that are, a lot of them were really big hits during the the era that they were made. Okay, I'll read you the songs. Set Me Free by Sweet, Blackout by the Scorpions, very satanic group. Uh, Heaven and Hell by Black Sabbath. I mean, hey, they're a Christian band. I mean, come on, right? Black Sabbath, the same ones that, you know, bought Aleister Crowley's house and did all kind of occult rituals there, just like Aleister Crowley did, and, and um, you know, adopted the triquetra symbol as one of their main symbols and was, you know, 
a follower of, of Satanism and, and were, you know, totally into black magic. Black Sabbath, yeah. Yeah, they're doing, they're doing Black Sabbath, Heaven and Hell, and then Lights Out by UFO, Carry On, Wayward Son by Kansas, Highway Star by Deep Purple, Shout It Out Loud by Kiss, yeah, Kiss, Knights in Satan's Service, or Kings in Satan's Service, whatever you want to call, Over the Mountain by Ozzy Osbourne, who used to come out on stage, and, the, and what he would do is bite, take a bat and bite its head off in front of everyone, yeah, that's what Ozzy Osbourne did. He would bite literally live bats' heads off on stage. I don't know if you knew that, but he did. That was his gimmick back then. I had all of his albums. The Trooper by Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden, who sings 666, The Number of the Beast. Yeah, the same Iron Maiden. Yeah, I had their posters on my walls, I, I, but, you know, I got saved. I got out of this garbage, eventually. This guy still would praise them for doing this. This is how warped and dark and twisted this guy is, writing this article. Defending their Christianity. And then, Breaking the Law by Judas Priest, another highly satanic rock group of the 80s. On Fire by Van Halen, another... Wicked, wicked group. Immigrant Song, again, by Led Zeppelin. Another highly satanic rock group. I'm sorry, Led Zeppelin was the one that bought the Aleister Crowley's mansion. Sorry about that. Black Sabbath was a whole other can of worms there. And then finally, the token crumb Christian song called God by Striper. But remember, it rocks just as hard as the other songs, so there's really no letdown there. So, he says, you need to know they've respected these songs, respected their original creators, and respected themselves by literally turning out one of the finest pieces of recorded heavy metal in years. Um, By respecting the songs, evidently what he meant by that is they haven't changed the way the songs were sang or the way the guitars were played. They tried to do it as close to the original versions as possible. Then he goes on to say, it's a loud album. It makes you feel like you're being punched in the face repeatedly, but in a good way. So again, that's good enough for me. I mean, I don't know about you, but hey, come on. I want to be punched in the face repeatedly. Come on. I mean, what's not to like about that? And then he goes on to say, if we had a star system that went to 10, I'd give it an 11. I mean, this guy's really jazzed, if you haven't picked up on that already. Then he says, I'll tell you, that's the level you need to turn it up to as well. In other words, if you had a stereo system that went up to 10, you need to turn it to 11. (laughs) Just unbelievable. Um, What does the Bible have to say about a lot of this garbage? James 4.4 says, Ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that friendship of the world is enmity with God. That word enmity essentially means war. You, you think that Striper's a little bit of a friend of the world? You know? Oh, they're taking their stance for Jesus Christ. They're taking their stance for Satan. They're more friends with the world. In, in my eyes, what they're doing is way worse than what a secular rock group is doing. Because at least a secular rock group's being honest about who they're serving. Bands like Striper and these other CCM groups that go out there and live like the devil and in... Um, 
many, many times are doing all kind of satanic things, yet putting this Christian veneer on, to me, I would think that would make God matter than just some old group going out there and just serving the devil. At least they're honest about it. You know? Don't be, don't be deceptive. Don't, don't try to use Christianity as a ploy to make money and to deceive people. I think it's a bigger abomination, what they're doing. Um, whosoever will be a friend of the world is an enemy of God. So, you know, this guy, by writing this, obviously is an enemy of God. 2 Corinthians six fourteen through 18 Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness, and what communion hath light with darkness, and what concord, meaning agreement, hath Christ with Belial, meaning the devil? Or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? I mean, when you yoke yourself up with rock music alone, you're yoking yourself up with an unbelieving, God-hating system. And the people that get into this stuff, they think, well, this is Christian, therefore it's okay, I'm still right with God. As long as it has a Christian veneer, I'm still right with God. They're totally deceived. And Satan is using these bands to placate their conscience and to keep them in deception. That's what the, the tool, that's really the main reason Satan is trying to use this. To deceive people. Uh, and what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. If God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people, wherefore come out from among them and be separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. Well, how could you be received of God and be going and buying striper albums or going to their concerts or whatever? You think that might come between you and God? Based on all the stuff we've just went over? Wherefore, come out from among them and be separate. We're supposed to come out from among them. We're not supposed to be yoked up with this garbage. We're supposed to be separate. We're supposed to not touch the unclean thing. And then God will receive you. Well, they think, well, no, God will receive me any way I come. I can live like the devil. I can do whatever I want. It's my life. And God has to take me on my terms. No, that's not what the Bible says. I'm sorry, but it's not. Says it, you know, just read this verse. And I will be a father unto you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. James 4 4. Know ye not that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Oh, I already said that one, I'm sorry. Revelation 18 4 and 5. Uh, and I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people. See, I really believe. A lot of people, now God's saying they're my people, so I really believe there are true born-again Christians still caught up in these systems. I mean, this is this is during, this is um, way into, into Revelation. This is way into the tribulation that, he, that God says this. So, not only are they caught up in it now, but there's going to be people way into the tribulation that are known as God's people that are still caught up in it. In the world system. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people. The Babylonian, uh, wicked, worldly system. 
that ye be not partakers of her sins, because see, if you're yoked up with her, you're going to get judged with her. You're going you're gonna to get, you know, when God judges it, you're going to be in the same um, area, and you're going to get affected by his judgment. Be ye not partakers of her sins, that ye receive not of her plagues. See, God's going to send plagues to this system. You don't want to be in the system or you're going to get the plagues along with the unsaved. For her sins have reached unto heaven and God hath remembered her iniquities. You don't want to be involved with this type of garbage. So, going further, this is the bio for Striper. Like the biography, Striper. See, their, their symbol is Striper. Isaiah... 53.5. 53.5. They've got the audacity and nerve to actually list a Bible verse with their logo. Isaiah 53.5. But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. That's why they call themselves Striper. I mean, it's literally blasphemous in the way they use it. You know, it's totally irreverent, totally out of order. Great verse, but what do they have to represent that verse in any way, shape, or form? Without a doubt, Striper is one of the top Christian rock bands of all time. Now, this is another. This is not Paul talking anymore. I think we're done with that part, but it's it's a assessment of Striper. Striper is one of the top Christian rock bands of all time, and certainly the most celebrated Christian metal band of all time. That's that's pretty heavy duty statement. Top Christian rock bands of all time, and certainly the most celebrated Christian metal band of all time. Comprised of Michael Sweet, Oz Fox, Tim Gaines, and Robert Sweet, Striper has been rocking since 1983. The 13-track album also includes the Striper tune God. Now, this is this covering album. Uh, Something that I was concerned about doing a covers album, meaning an album where you're reproducing other rock bands' music and songs. Something that was I was concerned about doing a covers album was the backlash. Being a Christian band, I was afraid we would get beat up pretty good. And sure enough, people in the press were saying early on, what are they doing? Are they Christian still? <laughs> uh, I think the question is, is... Were they ever Christians? Obviously not. Are they Christians still? Like they ever were. All this, and then he goes on to say, all this nonsense, like how, oh, it's just nonsense to say that we're not Christian. We say we're Christian, therefore we are. Your words are mean nothing, Striper. Nothing. Your actions have spoken so loud and clearly for you, I could care less what words you utter. Because they're nothing, they mean nothing, and they are nothing. He goes on to say, all this nonsense. I just felt like we should really put out a song on this covers album that solidifies our faith. And that tells everyone questioning in our faith, no, we haven't turned our backs on God. We're still serious about it. End of quote. 
Like, sorry, but I can't, I can't even hardly get through this without cracking up. We're still serious about it. They've always been. Who are we to question them? I mean, obviously they put, put out just wonderful fruit they bore. Fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, meekness, faith, temperance. I mean, they've got it all. Fear of God. Oh, my humility. Dressing like real men. You know, really looking like you know, the whole lip gloss, big hair, mascara wearing, spandex wearing. What? How could we question things? Come on. And then... He goes on to say, I was laying in bed one night and a melody was in my head. I went downstairs, got a guitar, worked out some chords, recorded it, and the next morning I wrote the lyrics. And there it was. It really came together quickly, end of quote. Hmm, I wonder if that were demonic spirits channeling that song. <clears throat> God. This God song that they wrote. It wouldn't surprise me a bit. Went up on their website and... Striper will be supporting their latest release with a full tour. Oh good, you're going to have 50-year-old men in spandex doing a tour of America. Just what we need. The new tour fall dates announced. I got this right off their website. As promised, Striper is looking to book more dates. Check out the tour dates section for our latest dates. Also, don't forget that our VIP meet and greet packages will once again be offered. Buy your VIP meet and greet package now. Hey, I went up and checked it out. For a mere hundred bucks, you could go, you can meet the band, you can get your picture taken with them, you can get your free Striper uh, Hulk Hogan commemorative beer koozie. Uh, I just made that one up. But, I mean, you can, you can get it all. You know? They got a whole little, little, little trinkets you get if you get the hundred dollar meet and greet package. Hey, they gotta make money now. Come on. Come on. They're getting older. they got to put some stuff away for their retirement fund. And then, while I was on their website, I also found this, which I, I thought really warmed the cockles of my heart. I'm, I'm sorry, but this was really this was really the cherry on top of the sundae. Striper to join the Monsters of Rock cruise. It already happened, and I was just kicking myself, because, you know, I couldn't go see it. June 13th. Ah, I just missed it by about a month. You know, close, so close yet so far. It's always been my biggest problem. Anyway, June 13, 2011, become a part of music history. As the tradition of the Monsters of Rock is reborn, this time in the Bahamas, aboard a luxury cruise ship. The Monsters of Rock cruise, the greatest floating 80s heritage rock festival, will feature Striper plus many more bands from the 80s. They're going to be getting together with all these aging, probably at this point, almost geriatric rock bands from the 80s. And they're going to go on a cruise. It's the Monsters of Rock, The Voyage, February of 2012. Now, see, I can still get my tickets for that. You know, because, I mean, I, I'm save up some money and I'll get my, get my tickets so I can, you know, go on this uh, Monsters of Rock cruise. Uh... Come sail with us. And, and so I, I, I give you the banner there so you can, in, in, if you don't believe me, you can see that they're actually, talk about be, be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. I mean, if they call themselves Christian, they have no problem whatsoever 
yoking themselves up with all kind of secular rock bands. They, they have no problem at all with any of that. I tell you, when God starts judging this wickedness, judgment must begin at the house of the Lord. I, I tell you, I don't want to be within 100 miles of the striper. I'm not saying I'm perfect, okay? But <laughs> this, is some, this is some really in-your-face stuff here. Um, and from Striper's website, it says, in the beginning, uh, which is, I believe, a mockery of Genesis uh, 1, it says, in the beginning, Striper, originally known as Rock's Regime, was formed in Orange County, California, by brothers Michael and Robert Sweet and guitarist Oz Fox. Striper stands for salvation through redemption, yielding peace, encouragement, and righteousness. So, that's what their actual name stands for. They use the whole verse in Isaiah, by stripes we are healed. But their actual name means salvation, which they know nothing about, through redemption, which they've never been redeemed. Yielding peace, which is such garbage, because everything they yield is evil. It sure doesn't yield peace. Encouragement. Encouragement? What are they going to do? Encourage you into hell? And righteousness? There, there, if there was a description of, of Striper in, in, in the Bible, it would be unrighteousness. It would be evil and wicked and a perversion. Not one thing that they stand for has anything to do with this band. Nothing. No fear of God at all. The Isaiah 53.5 under the logo is the Bible verse that states, by his stripes we are healed. The band earned their stripes. Do you believe the mockery of God in this? In the beginning, striper? And then, this is straight from them now. The band earned their stripes. They had the audacity to, to, to say that line right after they quoted Isaiah 53, 5. By Christ's stripes we are healed. Well, the band earned their stripes on the Los Angeles metal club circuit in 1984. Dude, if that's not blasphemous, I don't know what is. What mockery of the Lord Jesus Christ. And they signed with Enigma Records and released their debut mini-album, The Yellow and Black Attack. They, they dress up in yellow and black leather, at least they used to. Got a couple album covers, more album covers you can look at here. They're, they're, they're really nice, they're subtle. The last, the one they did in 2009, is entitled Murder by Pride. I'm looking right at the album cover. The guy's got Murder by Pride tattooed on his arms. And, he, and it looks like he's having a seizure or something, and he's wearing a cross. But see, because he's wearing a cross, it's Christian. You know? And then, the one I really like is called Reborn. Now that was one where, I guess, I guess the band was reborn in 2005. And in this one, you show they show each picture of the band member, and they're in like this yellow looking, like, it's almost covering them, like it's yellow and black, and it's called Reborn. And it shows them, and they're in all these states of transformation and transmutation, it looks like. And they're ripping this yellow skin off them in different ways. Very, very violent. Very satanic looking. Very incredibly evil looking. But evidently, they're being reborn. 
into what they are today, the band that they are today. And this is them shedding their old skins, and now they're being reborn. Oh, I tell you what. I, I just... This is just a good example of how depraved uh, and what people that call themselves Christians embrace or will put up with. And I'm not saying this because I'm a goody two-shoes, because I came out of this stuff. But even back then, I can remember back then when I knew about Striper in the, in the I'd say the early 80s, when they came out, I knew it was wrong. I said, man, this is like, that's ridiculous. That's what I thought about it back then. I knew it was wrong back then. And I was as unsaved as you could get. Just unbelievable. Anyway, um, I'm going to go ahead and stop part two here. And we're going to go ahead and we're going to cover a whole bunch more. And kind of in rapid succession now. uh, Christian contemporary music. Artist. Um, starting with the lady that is credited as being the um, mother of uh, contemporary Christian music, who is now a militant lesbian, or was a militant lesbian all the way back then. Uh, So we're going to look at some fruits of good old CCM. We're going to look at some fruits and see if it holds up to uh, biblical standards. So I'm going to go ahead and close part two, and we'll start part three next. God bless you.